That boy floats into yeah. the room. Hey, man. <laughs> what up, dog? How you doing, fam? <laughs> pleasure, brother. Yeah, pleasure, boy. Yes, yeah, sir. Boss. What's, What's going on, man? Pleasure, man. All right, no. How you feeling? I'm good. Good, right. good, good. Hey, hey, hey Chan. Hey, Chan, he said he going to dress you from now on for the show. <laughs> I got him today. So y'all look good. How you got no, him today? No, no, this is the problem. Because I told them and they didn't have a clue. What's that? I left my shoes home, bro. What you mean? How you doing? I that? left my ones at the crib because I'm trying to put together some outfits. Okay. And I only travel with a carry-on. Right. It just, they just didn't make the cut. I'm, I'm sorry, bro. I mean, there's a bunch of sneaker stores that you can buy. <laughs> no, no, I've, been, I've been sitting on these since you did, did since you dropped them. Oh, back in 2018. Fresh. Wow. So Fresh. There's only one of us here that got their own they, shoe, They know right? my yeah, collection. Only one of us. They know my collection. Okay. It ain't but one of us. <laughs> I had to show them what it looked like. So, right. But I'm, I'm going to sit on I, I do make it happen. I appreciate that. You also got to realize when he packs his bag, he sticks his drawers in his shoes. I do. I learned that today. Yo, I put my socks in my shoes and, like, condense the space. You know what I mean? Yeah, and you don't get the uh, creases. Right. Ta-da. I just Put bring extra bad shoes. <laughs> Them white drawers you have on? I don't wear white drawers. <laughs> we had this conversation. Why not? Why? That's picking up a garbage can with a white sheet. Why would you right. put yeah trash around something <laughs> white? <laughs> As a BMXer, though, I know you can't wear no white drawers because you got to nah. sit back on that seat sometimes. Man, listen, like. You can't. I'm usually with black or gray, man. Cause like when I like See when I bunny saying? hop, like the back tire kinda like That's in that it. area. So Hold up. Limitless, bigger stomach cap pinning it. I thought they hear the witness it. Get my people feeling militant. When I'm feeling get me up. On the mission, get me up. No one me, I got the key. On the vision, I can trust, trust, limitless. Nigga send me cap in it. I thought they hear the witness it. Get my people feeling militant. Way I'm feeling get me up. On the mission, get me up. No one me, I got the key. But welcome to the show. You have truly been the epitome of what the pivot is. To pursue a career in what has largely been a white sport mm -hmm. and not only become a huge star while doing it, but step outside of that and build your brand enough to not only write books and publish books or have docu-series mm -hmm. that people follow, but turn around and start to give things back to the to the community, which is something we all hope to do in the places that we come from. This is Chan. I'm RC. This is Freddie T. Thank you to our partners over at Happy Dad, our sponsors at DraftKings, everyone who supports the show, subscribes, likes, views. We truly appreciate y'all. There is no pivot without y'all, man. Just thinking about it, a, a kid from, uh, what is it, Laurelton? Yeah. Laurelton, Queens, Queens, right? Immigrant parents. Yeah. Mom and dad, both. Immigrant parents growing up, and anytime we talk to kind of like first generation kids, it's always be a doctor, right. be, a, be a lawyer, mm -hmm. or do something that we feel like we've sacrificed that makes sense for us. Mm -hmm. You were forced to go to college. Yeah. So how does that kid who grows up in that household, in that place, mm -hmm. become Nigel Sylvester? I was hyper as, as a kid, and I would say like bicycle riding was my outlet. You know what I mean? I played basketball, loved football. like. I'll still go play flag or something if I could, you know what I mean? I was in music class for a minute. My mom put me in like piano class. I drew a lot, so my mom put me in like art class for a minute. But the bicycle was the one place that I felt the most fulfillment, the most joy, purpose as well. I felt purpose like through the bicycle and through that, through those experiences of going out riding with my friends or 
exploring my neighborhood, I would like jump curb cuts, or I would like try to pop a wheelie as long as I can and bunny hop off of like curbs and whatnot. And I would take like a board, like an old tire, and make a ramp or like a, a, like a, um, a cinder block and a board and make a ramp, go as fast as I can, hit that thing and just fly through the air. And it was that feeling that turned into like an, a, an obsession and then a love, you know, and I needed that. It, 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 it fueled me, you know? Did you have to convince your family, your parents, like, did they ever yell, Nigel, get off your damn bike and go do some work? You know, like, because the, vi the, vi the vision is beautiful, but right. to a, even to me as a father, like, if my mm -hmm. son was like, hey, dad, mm -hmm. I'm going to go ride a bike. Be like, right. okay, then go do something productive. Of course, of course. And my mom was that, was that way, right? She, let, she gave me the freedom to explore on my bicycle, right, and explore that love and that passion I have for it. But it was always like, Make sure that you're doing like your schoolwork. Right. <laughs> Make sure you're taking care of like your chores around the house, things, things of that, like that nature. But she didn't know I had this idea in my mind to pursue it like, professionally. She didn't, like, she didn't know that at all. But she gave me the freedom, though. And growing up in Queens, how was your block? I envision it as a diverse, you know, space mm. uh, because where I'm from in the South, we we rode bikes, but not to the extent where we would want to become BMXers. Right. Like you would see the sport itself. It seemed that it was more white kids doing it. How was your uh, upbringing? Well, Laurelton, Queens is like 95% black. Wow. You know what I mean? Um, and you think about the bicycle, right? Like, so many kids ride bicycles in their youth, right? Like, it's just mm -hmm. part of, it's like a rite of passage. Like, a company, you know what I mean? It's just what kids do, right? So a lot of kids in my neighborhood had bicycles, right? It would ride to the park or ride to the mm -hmm. store or we go on big group bike rides like the next neighborhood and go play football. Like, it would be like Laurelton versus Cambria. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, we'll meet up at the park and play like football and whatnot. So a lot of kids rode bikes. It usually stopped at like a certain level, right? Like you turn like 14, 15, 16 years old, so you start thinking about, I want a car. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then kids like naturally phase out of riding bikes and start to drive cars, get your learning permit, driver's license, et cetera. But for me, it was like, man, like it's something here. Like, let me continue riding my bicycle. I would drive my car to the bike shop to get, <laughs> to get parts and then come back, fix that my bike, zero and then ride it. We're going to drive to the bike shop <laughs> right. to get on something with two wheels right. that I got to pedal. There we go. That people don't respect when they're driving down the street in the car. I drove over here. Right. You see some of his videos? Yeah. He doesn't right. respect the cars. That's true. <laughs> That's a car, bro. I'm like, I'm like, get out of my way. Like, <laughs> Did you ever think that riding a bike and being pretty much a daredevil would land you in some of the amazing places around the world that you've been to? And with that, what, what's been your most memorable and favorite locations, you know, when you travel? I mean, yeah, so like growing up for me, I would, I would watch it on TV, you know? So I watch guys like Dave Murray compete in X Games, mm. you know, win gold medals and live this like BMX rock star lifestyle. And it was a bunch of guys like that. So I knew it exists. I knew it was possible. I just had to figure out how to get there through watching it on TV, through BMX magazines. This is pre-internet, right? You couldn't just go online and like Google, well, how to become a professional BMX athlete or like whatever, whatever questions you may have, you know? So it was, it was definitely just finding other kids in my neighborhood who also rode bikes, you know what I mean? Like, who had that same passion for doing tricks, not just using it for transportation, but using it to, like, I want to go jump down these stairs. I want to go grind this handrail or grind this ledge. You know, like, there, there, there were a, a pocket of us in, like, in 
queens who, who rode, and we came together and wish exchange information, you know, and challenge one another. And then from there was like going outside of my neighborhood, you know, finding kids who rode in Manhattan or rode in Brooklyn. And I discovered Union Square. Mm. And Union Square was this kind of, in a sense, a mecca for BMXing, skateboarding, like all these alternative sports. We would meet up there and hang out for hours, jump down the stairs, eat lunch there, eat dinner there, just challenge each other different like bike tricks and whatnot. And, and that was the community that I really banded to. Like that allowed me to learn more about the sport, learn more about how to become a professional BMX athlete and things of that nature. You mentioned Dave Mirror. You were eventually signed to Miracle yep. team. And I think you're about 18 yeah. uh, years old. But it's like you'd be in the hood and you could see you know, if it's Edwin De La Rosa mm -hmm. or Tyrone Williams, mm -hmm. uh, Skinny Tannis, those guys. Right. I think you were a big Mark Hoffman fan mm -hmm. as well. And those still aren't necessarily people who have done and extended what it means to be a BMX rider the way that you have. Mm -hmm. So when you think about some of your vision, some of the things, like you said, your parents weren't going to be able to see, how did those start to develop for you? It was the things that I seen growing up, right? So I would see cats in my neighborhood with dope cars. I was like, man, like, eventually I want to obtain that, you know? Or watching how my mom and my brother would style their fits. So you think about those two things, right? Like, okay, when I got to a certain point with BMX, I was able to afford certain things and understood how brand partnerships work and understand how I can um, inject myself into different industries, for example, fashion, right? Everything I'm doing in the fashion space, that's just what I've seen as a kid, right, with, with my mom and my brother. Their love for fashion and that rubbing off on me, now I took that and say, well, how can I now inject myself and BMX rider into like, the fashion space, right? Same thing with my, my, my partnership with Mercedes-Benz, right? Like, growing up loving cars, even though I ride bikes, but I love, I love like, cars as well. How do I work with a brand, like an automobile brand? It just so happens that I met the team at Mercedes and we started working together. It just so and... happens. Yeah, I got you. <laughs> like, it just happened. Like I drive that. a Tundra. <laughs> you know, so, you know, a tundra. <laughs> I drive a Tundra. So, yeah, I wish I just so happened to, like, those, those things are mm. because of your talent, those things right. are because of your vision, your creativity. You know, even mentioning that 95% of the things that go through for Nigel Sylvester, you signed off on. Right, like, those 100%. are things that, that you are a part of. The cool part about our show is we've gotten to sit down with pioneers. Mm -hmm. And those pioneers are usually in realms and worlds we understand, mm -hmm. right? When you get a football, we see people with footballs who look like us. We, we've seen them come from our communities to become stars or transcend the sport. When you think of basketball, I mean, that's, that is us. Right. right, you know, you've been used to seeing that, but for someone at your age to have that passion, but pursue it in the way that you have and actually amplify and change the way that it's done to say, you know, we're going to start a docu-series and go and people are going to get to see me move around in these different places and be in these different spots or I'm going to publish a book and I'm a I'm a sumo wrestle. I'm a I'm a right. jump out of planes. I'm a I'm a drive Ferraris. All of these things that Maybe if you're talking about the people familiar and traditionalist of what you do, that necessarily wasn't what it was about. How did you find the bravery to say, 
I know I look different. I know I sound different. I know it's going to feel different, but I'm going to embrace those differences and show you how I can also shed a brighter light on what we do. It was a natural progression, right? So after I turned pro at 18, right, I signed with Miracle Bikes and I signed with Nike. So I came out the gate with this presence and this understanding of how powerful the BMX bicycle is and how powerful my, like, will to succeed. From there, started to use the internet, right? Started to use social media to really control my narrative. With each, like, small win, you know, whether it was putting out a video and, like, it going viral or whether it was reaching out to a brand and saying, listen, man, like, I'm doing this over here. Take a, like, take a shot on me. And I'm like, okay, cool, we try. And then we achieved that, that success. Started to build and have, like, this snowball effect. So when we, like, you speak about, like, doing the Ghost series, right? That was a culmination of all these experiences that I wanted to create a content platform, right, that I can create access for people who may not necessarily ride BMX bikes, but would be into my brand, right? Also a place for me to say, cool, like, I do BMX riding, right? I'm a professional athlete, but I also like traveling, also enjoy music, also enjoy fashion, also enjoy art, technology, et cetera. And that's how, like, the Ghost series started. Mm -hmm. The first episode, um, we shot it in 2015, and we put it on, on YouTube. Really didn't have a marketing plan behind it or strategy. I just wanted to put this piece of content out and share with the world what I was doing like, on my bicycle and throughout my career. And that video went viral in a matter of days mm -hmm. and changed the trajectory of my career forever. Were you like, ooh? Got him. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I was like, okay. This is how this goes, okay. And, and with that, Nigel, uh, creativity. Mm. RC mentioned creativity. You mentioned Nike, mm. right, in your videos. What, what goes into the creative process, the planning, the execution? Like, what's the thought behind it? Do you have a team or is it all you? No, I have an amazing group of people that I work with. Um, we'll be having, like, an idea, right? Like, okay, this is, this is what I'm thinking about. Put it on paper. Um, and like, we'll break it down. And as we're filming it, as we're creating it, things change. That's the natural creative process, you know, but um, I've been very fortunate to live up my imagination. And I've been very vocal about that, you know, because a lot of the things that people see me doing, um, it's the first time it's been done, right? Mm -hmm. And that comes literally from my, from my mind. Like, of course, I'm inspired by certain things, whether it's a movie or a book, TV show, an athlete, whatever it may be. I use that inspiration, think about, okay, how can I apply that to, to like, to BMX riding and what I do? And a lot of these things, like, even we just, we just did this amazing, amazing event called Go Ride. And... It was crazy, like, just the you know, it was insane. photos. Yeah. It's inspired by the idea of planting my bicycle wheels on two continents in the same day. So we started in London. Probably had a few hundred kids out there jumped in a jet, flew, flew to New York. We landed here, there's probably about five, 600 kids out there. Wow. And we did 15 miles each city. Um, and it was this moment that we galvanized two incredible bicycle scenes and celebrated World Bicycle Day through through Go Ride. Chan, you jump on jets from London to New York? You play football. You, you, you be, that's what you do? No, no. I was about to ask about this monetization because this is crazy. <laughs> Some of the things that he is speaking Make of. Make sure you throw Nike back in there, too. I want to ask about that, too, again. Yeah.
you use the bike to become an amazing businessman and marketer is what I'm kind of mm -hmm. figuring out. You're, I would say you're richer than most BMX guys, correct? <laughs> I do good for myself. But man. just like <laughs> you see that look off. I'm not trying. I'm, I'm not trying to. I, I capture pockets. It's, 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 it's some stuff online. But, uh, but but no, it's where it's to where you you took your passion, but what you're doing business-wise, you call it your vision and mm -hmm. and you know, your your creative side, and you made it more than riding a bike. Right. The bike is the vehicle for your business savvy and you marketing yourself because you just said. You're going up, because I saw GQ, I saw Vogue and Nike, yeah. Mercedes bring all these people. You're going to them personally and saying, me, you're marketing yourself mm. on a bike. So is the bike the means of income or is it your drive as a businessman and a marketer? At this point in my life, yeah, it's my drive as, as, as a businessman, but the bicycle is at the center of it all. You know, like the bicycle is the most authentic thing to me. You know, like, without the bicycle, then I'm not sitting here with you guys now. And I always say how boundless the bicycle is. Like, literally, it crosses social classes, mm. <laughs> religion, yeah. race. You know, like, it's the most successful meter transportation in the world. You know, so I've been able to ride my bicycle and partner with a lot of amazing brands and get featured in a lot of incredible um, media outlets and meet amazing people and create content. But it all starts with the bike. And yet, like, monetizing my talent, monetizing my vision, that's always been something that was important to me. You know, it's, it was my way out of my neighborhood, out of, out of my situation. And I've always said to myself, I want to be able to support myself and people around me. That's super important to me. You keep talking about this bike, right? It's major, it's the most important, it's the number one means of transportation in the world. Bro, you ain't just getting from A to B. Actually, you just told the world when you want to get from A to B, you fly on a jet, <laughs> right? So, so like all this, like you have this, like this, this sly humility. Yeah, it's just the bike and that bicycle has done. But that's it, what it is. You though. know what I mean? But it's okay when you take your bike, mm -hmm. right? When you take your bike and you roll up on some folks, you're like, hey, I'm Nigel. <laughs> this is my BMX. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, what type of, what type of cachet do you feel like you have in that world? What sort of, of notoriety, of, of popularity, how do people gravitate towards you? Because a lot of times, and we've talked to athletes who are not the traditional athlete that they're used to seeing, and sometimes it takes a while to get familiar with them, familiar with the way they move, the way they talk, the way they behave, the way that they're approaching the actual sport or career. How do you feel you've been received as a bike, as a BMX rider? At first, people downplayed it, right? Like, when I was a kid, people would call me a white boy because the world associated BMX riding as a white sport. So I had to first break down that on like the ground level in my neighborhood and going to school and whatnot. That was first. Once I achieved a certain level of success, right, like turning pro, especially at 18 years old, like I'm still a kid, you know what I mean? And Coming into this world, eyes wide open, not really knowing what's, what's going on, having to figure things out, having to navigate through this industry and dealing with company owners and team managers and media people and the vultures that come along with that as well. You know, um, that was also a process. And then as I, as I continued to rise and my star got higher within the sport, now I start to deal with the haters. Mm. 
why does he get to do all like all of these things? He doesn't compete in contests, right? Or like companies are just signing him because he's black. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it was all of those things. So starting like starting to deal with that envy and that jealousy from even people close to me, you know, and having to navigate that, you know, um, having to having to learn how to conduct my business and be a professional. That's something that's super important that no one sat me down and told me <laughs> told me these things, right? Like no one sat me down and told me how to write an email or how to how how to show up in a boardroom. These are things I had to learn firsthand, like trial by fire. But I attribute my parents and my family, like for raising me the right way, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, shout out to my mother, love her so much. But how I show up now, I show up as me, like 100% myself. You know, I show up as Nigel Sylvester, the professional BMX athlete. Channing asked The Rock a question, and it started with him telling The Rock that he was better in football than The Rock was. I am. Yeah, yeah he, was like, I he, was like, he, said, he said, I made millions. I went to the league, he didn't. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Facts is facts. Come right? on, DJ. Yeah, <laughs> and, then, and, then, and then he told him, and you're actually, he's like, hey, you're actually not the best actor I've ever seen as, as well. Oh, you were shooting, huh? Oh, it was terrible. <laughs> I mean, it happy that you have before you said that. It was terrible, man. But in, in that sense, you say you had to deal with the haters or people right. saying, He's just getting these deals or getting these opportunities because of. Mm -hmm. When you look at yourself, as it pertains to the sport, in a moment of self-awareness, self-reflection, are you the dopest doing it, right? Because the way you've transcended the sport and what you've been able to create for yourself as a singular brand, nobody's ever been able to do that, mm -hmm. right? And where we come from, that normally happens. Like, you get to be Tom Brady because you go win seven championships. Right. Right? You get to be Patrick Mahomes because you go win two and MVP. When you look at yourself, you're like, yeah, man, when it comes to this trick or how you said cutting this edge or ledge or whatever the hell y'all do on <laughs> the these. Rail grind. Rail grind. Rail grind. the rail. Oh, you don't know what cutting. You don't know what curb cutting. No, it's jumping the curb cut. So, you know, like, on the curb, like, when, like, the part that goes down into the street that you like you watch you walk up, how that's like lower than the actual curb. So that's a curb cut. So like when you like hit that corner, it's like it's a ramp. So you use that and you get air. Yeah, okay. that, I'm scared of that. But like are <laughs> Why you would the, you be scared of that? Cause that's dumb. How is it dumb? Because you might fall. Because you could get hurt. <laughs> so this, this, so this, this, like this part, this part right here, right? So earlier you said you're basically a daredevil, and I'm not a daredevil. Right, at all. No, like, I'm trying to understand. No, 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 respect, I'm with you. But I'm, with it. I'm not a daredevil, right? And people you jumped out have, of a plane. No, but hold on. But people people have tried to classify me as that for a long time. I'm a professional athlete, right? And people look at BMX riding and say, it's so dangerous. But I think it's just as dangerous as if you're a running back coming mm -hmm. through a hole and you there waiting to take his head off. Mm. It's just as dangerous. Yeah, people look at it and call it crazy <laughs> you know sometimes. I mean? like, That's true. I like, have to no, say, though. No, no, I, I mean, it's not. a little bit more extent. How is it not? And, and BMX, right? But I think, I think repetition, right? right. That, that, that allows you to assess the risk management. You've seen exactly. it, you've done it. Exactly. Much the like same, us. Right, people, no, no, train, people right? say, look, you got to run into this 250-pound guy for a living, and some people might call that daredevilish. Right. Or crazy, even. So I, I get what you're saying. Right, you're, right. you're a pro. It's, it's a, exactly pro. right. Like I go out and I train I, with him. and I, I ride I and I practice a trick a million times. Same way that you guys would practice 
whatever a million times. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like, and you can judge the risk. And you say, you know what? I've done this a thousand times. I put my ten thousand hours in. I know I can go and execute the trick at the highest level. It may look very dangerous, but it's all calculated. Nigel, have you ever seen a man lose a battle? Like, have you ever mm. watched a man lose? Like, he's the linebacker. As a right. linebacker, is Channing going to win every time? Not every right? time. So sometimes he's going to lose, right. right? Same with Fred. Same mm. with myself as a safety. Right. You know what's never lost? The damn cement. <laughs> the cement, <laughs> the cement so, ain't, ain't took no L's. So you know, know what? what? It took no L's? So you know what? The rail. <laughs> so you right? know what? Yeah. Don't fall. Simple, simple as that. <laughs> you get your, in 10,000 hours, you got to fall, Nigel. Yeah, that's what I would go back to. The same, the same way, like, you, as an athlete, right, like, knock on wood, like, you don't want it to happen, but injury's part of the game. Right. Probably all been hurt here before, you know? We'll have to, have to sit down. It's part of the game. But we love the game, right? So we sacrifice and we pick ourselves up and we go back out there. It's the same thing with, like, with BMX riding. Yeah, I may miss a rail or I may fall off a ledge and I fall down, my shins are super bruised up. But I get back up every single time and go and go ride again by like the grace of God. You know what I mean? It's time for legends to be made. It's the NBA Finals, but our partners over at DraftKings, their finals happen all year round. And right now, any new customer using the promo code DEFENSE, if you make any bet for $5, you get $200 in bonus bets. Pull out your mobile devices, download DraftKings Sports app. You might not be on the floor at the finals, but you can feel like you got on the floor money. <laughs> and you talk about these legends. So we watching legends, and you know what team's going to win, and somebody's going to carry them there. Exposure leads to expansion. Always. I'm going to expose you to same game parlays today. <laughs> you bet on an over on that player, knowing he's going to carry the team. Bet on the team, same game parlay, have a chance of winning even more money on that bet. Hey, and check this out. The sports book is not everywhere, but don't worry. Just pull this little thing out and use DraftKings Daily Fantasy and make you some daily cash. It's simple. Hey, like Freddie said, man, pull this little thing out. Download DraftKings Sportsbook. Back to the show. A big part of your well-being is, especially from a business standpoint, mm -hmm. is when you're doing your content and making your videos, is the creativity part, right. but also the execution, right? Mm -hmm. But you, you're assessing the risk. Like, what's too far off for you to try or not try? And how often do you get like a one take? Oh, wow. That's a good question. Um, a lot of times, like, you do land a trick one take, and you're like, damn, I felt too easy. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, as far as the creativity part, right? Like, that's, that's the process, right? Thinking of the ideas is, is one part. Executing it is the next part, and executing at the highest level possible. That's what I strive for. It's not just about doing a trick. It's not just about closing a deal or executing an idea. It's like, I want to execute that at the highest level and set that bar. I hold myself to a very high standard, you know, right? So, like, when we sit here and say, oh, man, like, you've wrote, wrote books and done these crazy events and created these viral videos, and you have an amazing list of brand partners, like, yeah, like that all comes from repetition. It all comes from challenging myself. And each time I get an opportunity to go as hard as I possibly can and execute at that level where people are like, damn, like it, it looks flawless in a sense. Mm -hmm. Make it look easy, but What's it's not <laughs> at all. What type of injuries have you sustained, you know, over your career? And what's the typical um, career expectancy in, the, in BMX? So I turned pro at 18 and, well, a little bit after my 18th birthday. And on my 19th birthday, 
I broke my wrist. And that was a crazy moment, right? Because I just turned pro. I'm now proving people in my neighborhood and my family wrong. Like, I can I actually did it, right? The thing you guys thought I couldn't do, I did it. And then I break my wrist. And it's like, damn. And in my mind, I'm like, man, like, am I ever gonna like ride the same again? This is the first time I've ever been injured on that, like on, like, on that level. I'm like, damn, people are gonna think like this is what it's like, this is what it is, right? You, you did it, but you don't need you, you, yeah, you, you don't need lasted a year. <laughs> right. You know, I was right. nervous, right? And I had a big cast on my arm, bro. Like, I remember it was like summertime and I'm the hanger, and I'm like, because <laughs> 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 I'm like, yo, this thing is itchy. Um, like it was the thing and then i'm coming i'm home at that point i'm still living at home and my mom's coming home like see kind of told you so i'm like damn like so that was that was a moment where i had to be mentally tough as well and i, I, I healed i mean i healed up and i got back in my bike and i was better than ever and from that point there was it's been like bruises and sprains things of that nature but again like thank god like knock on wood like that that was the worst injury. That's the answer to that first part of the question. Right. Second part of the question was career expectancy oh, career as expectancy. a pro BMX. Um, as long as your body's good, it's all about taking care of your body. You know, um, I've been pro for 17 years. Right. Dang. You know, a lot of guys don't get that type of run in any sport. You know what I mean, like at all. But um, again, like just taking care of your body, being smart, assessing that risk. Mm -hmm. Right. Not every trick you think about doing is worth going out there and, and trying. <laughs> right. You know, sometimes you're like, you know what? I want to do it. I know I have the ability to, but I'm going to just pass on that one. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I feel I've done a really good job at assessing that risk. Um, and again, like, by the grace of God. You know what I mean? It is athletic. Right. But it's, you know, the, the riding the bike is just funny. It's a professional athlete. <laughs> mm -hmm. We don't look at it that way. Why but, not, though? Mm. Because it's it, the the bike's doing a lot of it. <laughs> I can't do any of it. Yes, like if you, you put mean, a bike here and sit it down, it's but, gonna stand there. But I can't rat, run my ass on a rail like the bike. <laughs> <laughs> like I don't know. Like I just say, like I don't look at it as like. So you, would you look at? So you, do you see it kind of as like if you fly a jet? You're not a professional athlete? No, like, right, like with, the, with the NASCAR guys. I've been doing, for years I've been arguing with <laughs> NASCAR guys. You're right. not an athlete, you're sitting in a car. You are doing phys more physically than a NASCAR driver when you're pedaling and mm. jumping and whipping the bike whips on the curb jumps. Right. But I like <laughs> the professional athlete thought, it's me, correct mm. me, like let me know why I'm wrong right. with this. Now it is, right? Because, yeah, like anyone can jump on a bicycle and ride around, right? Most people can actually do a little bunny hop. Yeah. But can you get four or five feet off the ground? Mm. You know what I mean? Can, like, can you position this bicycle to do what you, like, what you want it to do? Can you, can you like, manipulate it to get on this rail and go up it and then do a 180 and bar spin and land and turn around and ride away? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that's the professional Hell, athlete part of it because you're an expert at, at doing expert. what you're doing. You so, like, everybody can play football in the street, but right. you have to be special at it to be a professional right. athlete to do that. Exactly. You guys are special. <laughs> and, and along this path with professional athletics comes certain things. <laughs> it, like, do women be like, ooh, you saw his rail turn. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like, do you have group, bike groupies? Bike groupies. <laughs> you know, ru rubberies. I don't know, tires. Rubberies. What's the rubber? With the rubber tire. With the rubber tire. I don't know. <laughs> like roadies? Like for bands? Yeah. Like if you're in a band, you got roadies. Yeah, like. Yeah, I mean, yeah, lady. You want to jump on the handlebars and ride around. Like, can I jump on your bags? Like, <laughs> yeah. that'd be the vibe. Like, seriously? So I, I get it, right? Like, 
because BMXing isn't as popular as traditional sports, and it's not, right? Like, we don't have guys on ESPN talking about, yo, did you see this double bar spin that, that Nigel just did? You know what I mean? From what I understand of, of being a professional athlete in any sport, all those things apply to BMX riding as well. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, it comes with the ups, it comes with the downs. It comes with learning, again, how to be an amazing athlete on the bicycle, but also being an amazing athlete off the bicycle. Yep. Being a businessman, you know what I mean? Like, being present. It comes with those outside influences. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, and you, and you have to, you have to, like, you have to manage that, right? And again, it just, yeah, it, it, it comes with the territory. You know what I mean? I live in the public eye, right? Like, I go outside, people are gonna be like, oh, what's up, Nigel? You know what I mean? You walk into a spot, there might be girls like, oh, what's going on? But again, it's about just being, being present and handling your business. I have a question about risk assessment. Right. Right? My risk assessment has changed as my bank account has changed. <laughs> I'm just being honest. As it should. It's, it's, it, that, that, that's changed it, and my age changed it. Mm -hmm. You know, I have a son that plays football. And, like, I go to games and I, like, wince and I flinch when things happen. And not when it's just him. Just when, like, these athletic, explosive, dynamic athletes are running around and running into each other. And I never had that as a young athlete. Mm. And I just remember even getting older, watching preseason games, I'd be sitting on the sideline and I'd be like, golly, like, why am I doing this? But when I was 24 and I was 25 and I was trying to eat and I was hungry, I never had those thoughts. Right. right? And you said, oh, you know what? That trick, we're not going to try it today. Right. Right. Has, as your career has grown and as you've become Nigel Sylvester, the brand, mm -hmm. has risk assessment changed for you? Have you become a different sort of biker? Have you said, you know what, was it back in the day when you were willing to break your wrist or when you did break your wrist, mm -hmm. were there tricks you would try it in because it was worth it because I was trying to get there, I'm trying to right. eat, I'm hungry, mm -hmm. that now you'd be like, you know what, I actually don't need to do that because <laughs> the Montclair ad just ran. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm cool. The Jack, the the Jordan, the ones just dropped. Check out that bank yeah, account. Yeah. So do no, you? No, y'all. Let's look, go to lunch. Yeah. Do you look? Do you look at things differently? Ride it out. Yeah. Do you look at things differently now uh -huh. than you did at the beginning of your career, as far as that risk assessment? Though? Um, of course. Like I've matured as as an athlete and as a young man. You know what I mean? But I'm more hungry now than I was then. Like overall. You know, as far as like bike riding, yeah, like I look at bike riding differently now. I ride differently. Things are, things come to me easier now. You know what I mean? Like bike riding is 90% mental, you know? And I feel like at this point in my career, I'm using all of my brain when I think about certain tricks or how I want to go approach a line or whatever the case may be. Am I just jumping now things the way I did when I was 18, 19 years old? Nah. But am I still going just as hard? Yes. You know, because I love riding my bicycle. I love what I do. Again, it, it, it gives me purpose. It fulfills me and it fuels me. But yeah, like, I have to think about it where it's like, okay, I got to go shoot this campaign next week. So maybe this week I should kind of chill for a little bit. <laughs> and then I'll go crazy next week. So that's how I assess it now. You know, because, yeah, like, I am a brand now, right? And there's multiple facets to my brand. So I have to think about way more now than I, than I did back then. But again, like I embrace the challenge, man. I love it. What's been your biggest pivot? I don't think there's one 
major pivot that I had to take, I think it's a combination of a lot of different ones, right? A lot of smaller ones, you know? Um, I remember when I first got an agent, I was 20 years old. I was, I was signed to Nike already, and a dude named uh, Brad hit my phone, like, yo, um, this beverage company wants to, wants to sign you, and I want to be your agent. I was like, cool, no doubt. But at that point in time, to have an agent was kind of looked down upon in the world of BMX that, like, that I was You went in. commercial. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like, at that point in time, it was the very, like, anti-corporate, anti-all of that. Like, we over here doing our thing. Like, it was kind of, like, not looked good upon to try to go and make money. <laughs> you know, they kind of that, that, that label a sellout, which is, I think is absurd. You know what I mean? But when I, I took that to my point where like, when I signed with this agent, I kind of hit it for a minute. I was like, man, like, I don't want people to know I have an agent because I want people to look at me like I'm trying to do this thing, you know what I mean? Um, but then I adjusted to it. And I was like, cool, like, I'm going to embrace it. So that was a pivot, <laughs> you know? That was just one early on in, in my career, you know? Um, dealing with the type of, of success I was, I was achieving in the world of BMX and, again, like, having people starting to hate on me because of my success and dealing with that, right? Like, at first I was angry about it. I was like, don't y'all see I'm trying to help the sport? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? But it was coming at me from every different direction, right? This is early social media days where like people just write whatever they want. They still do, but this is me as an athlete coming into my own and waking up to crazy comments or waking up to headlines that are on like different BMX websites and, and media outlets that are like, calling me out of my name or, or, or trying to paint a picture of me that's, that like wasn't true to me. You know, so having to deal with that and having to be like, you know what? I'm not gonna let the hate define me. I'm not gonna let the negative energy define me. I'm gonna be the, the bigger person. And that again was having to adjust and, like, and, and pivot, you know, um, dealing with injury, you know, things of that nature. All these different moments in my career, I feel those are the, these smaller pivots that I've had to constantly um, endure. Because you said uh, sellout. Right. And also, you're talking about wrist assessment. You was in the body magazine. You had your, <laughs> you had your ass out. <laughs> and speaking of risk assessment, <laughs> why in the hell are you on a bike naked and you was in the air? I just, your man is in trouble <laughs> if something goes wrong. Was that, was that CGI or something? Did you that really do real. bicycle tricks butt naked? That was real. Why? The body issue. I know, but maybe, <laughs> I don't know. Because I know when I had a vasectomy, they take a big piece of tape, and they tape your man up to your stomach. Not way up there. Just mother <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I just, I, I need to understand the situation of biking naked. Hey, because the, hey, like, the, the seat got to go somewhere. I'm just, listen, y'all know it? what I'm getting at. Y'all don't want to ask. I, I need to know. It, it wasn't like I was riding around the streets naked. <laughs> like, it was a closed set. Yeah. <laughs> and I did, like, two bunny hop tricks, and they got the shot in and we stopped. It wasn't like I wanted to ride naked. Oh, okay. It was just right. art, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. But to your point, like, that's probably one of the best things in my career. Really? 100%. I was in ESPN magazine, yeah. you know what I mean? And probably for the other You get me? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, wait, that way after that. <laughs> but, 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 also, but, but also, I was alongside world-class athletes. So it legitimized the fact that I am a, a professional athlete, right? Like, that was what was important to me. I've always been fighting for that because 
a lot of times people have this misconception of BMX riding because you don't really know what it is. You know what I mean? Like, we don't have a, like, a league behind us. We don't have a major TV deal. We don't have these things. Having to break down to people what it really is and break down these like, misconceptions is also something that's super important to me. I also want to control that narrative. You know what I mean? And, and not let people label me as something like that I'm not. This is the pivot. We travel a lot. For the last 18 months, we travel probably once a week. We fly about once a week, right? He ain't riding a bike naked, but his big ass will ride a, his little cart through the airport. <laughs> he rides his little remote control cart, but he broke it. How you break it? I just, I'm too damn big. He big, but the point I'm getting at is this. Oh, when you travel with the cart? It's like, it's a, a little, it's a, called a ride bot, the little loop suitcase that you sit on oh, and scoot around. Oh, I've seen those, right? Yeah, right, he got yeah, one okay. of those, but he broke it. Your brand partner, Ramoa? Yeah, Ramoa. You, you created a, a, a bike case yeah. to travel with, because just like Channing, he travels with backpacks now. Two <laughs> right. backpacks. Mm. Can you plug us? Like, can we get a pivot plug? <laughs> That's easy. You don't need to beg for no shit for me. I can find my own shit. No, I said us. It's a group thing. It's a group thing. You got to be matching through the airport to remove it. Just that concept, though, it had to be a beautiful thing, right? You got a hard case for your bike and not a duffel bag. Yeah, no, it's amazing. So for my entire career, I've been traveling with a repurposed golf bag, right? Because it just so happens that when I break my BMX bike down, it fits perfect in a travel golf bag. But it's also been this thing where I'll pull up to the airport and people be like, well, where'd you golf at today, this weekend? <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm like, uh, I don't golf. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's that thing, right? So it just got annoying after all these years. Um, also because that bag isn't designed for my bicycle. It fits, but it's not designed for my bicycle. So when I teamed up with Remova, um, we set out to create a solution to create a BMX travel case that's designed for me in mind. Um, and it's beautiful, you know, and, and that was an amazing feat to have a brand like that design the first ever Remova BMX bike case, mm. um, which is incredible. You know, it's a one-on-one -on -one piece um, and people went crazy for it. That's how you take your career with you and you're gonna take us home on this show. I don't know how BMX riders retire. I also don't know what they do when they do retire, but mm. What we've learned here today is you're not just an ordinary BMX rider. You've created this brand yeah. that extends far past that. What tells you or what makes you put your bike up and what is left for you after that? My gut will let me know when it's time. And after that, I just hope that I'm able to continue to live out my imagination, continue to do the things that are real to me, the things that make me happy, um, the things that bring me joy and happiness, honestly. You know what I mean? Whether that's in the world of business or fashion or travel, whatever it may be, um, film and television, right? Like, you think about what I've done in, like, the content space, right? The natural evolution for that is to start making movies soon. You know what I mean? Um, so long as I can continue to do what is real to me, I'll be happy. Yeah, man, I mean, that's dope, man. And also, I just want to give you just appreciation for continuing to give back the Nigel Sylvester uh, Foundation, Thank the you. things that you are doing in the communities to show that there are so many different ways to come from where we come from and be successful, mm -hmm. but there also leads us to different ways 
of giving back, man. You just have a, a dope story. We appreciate you, oh, uh, you sharing it with us. I don't know about riding a bike naked, riding a rail, <laughs> grinding a rail. You should come rail. ride it with me while you in so, town. How about that? No. <laughs> <laughs> hey, now we can film. Hey, Yo. we'll film it and we'll get some of that good viral work. You know what I mean? But riding what? Hell no, nah, man. Appreciate you though, big dog. No, thank you <laughs> so much. That's dope, man. I appreciate that. Oh, no, have real talk, man. Hey, you, man. I know he be walking into them, them uh, brand meat smooth as hell. Hi, I'm Nigel. <laughs> Yeah, he's saw, he's saw he saw he walked in. Hey, 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 he walked in like Jordan too. He walked in. Hold up, limitless, biggest to me, cap pinning it. I thought they here to witness it. Get my people feeling militant. Way I'm feeling, get me up. On the mission, get me up. Knowing me, I got the key. On the vision, I can trust. Trust, limitless, biggest to me, cap pinning it. I thought they here to witness it. Get my people feeling militant. Way I'm feeling, get me up.